Marvelous directives and insightful metaphors found in God's beautiful book instruct us in how to live life and live it more abundantly, even eternally. Jesus, speaking of Christian living, says in John 12, 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. To fulfill the power of God's purpose in my life, I, the seed, must be planted. As I die to myself and self-will, the new fruit of Christ arises. I must be planted. Water baptism by immersion, in which we are commanded to participate after our salvation, is compared to a burial in Christ, even a watery grave. As the believer goes under the water in baptism and then arises anew from the water, it symbolizes, symbolizes the burial of the old man, the carnal nature, and then the resurrection of a new Christ-centered life. Romans 6, 3 through 6 Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ, uh, Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection." knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. The concept of the burial of carnal desires is reflected in the mortification principle. Mortification means to put to death. Think of a mortician. Colossians chapter 3, 5 through 7. Mortify therefore your members, which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them. Mortify the carnal lust, the members, the five senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, that war against a Christian confession. The carnal desires that once ruled my members are crucified with Christ. This process is an ongoing process in perfection. This is the process by which we evolve into the image of Jesus Christ. It all begins in earnest at the place Jesus calls born again, John 3, 3. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, old things are passed away, Behold, all things are become new. Have you been born again? Will today begin your glorious journey in newness of life? Are you tired of sin and its empty and ugly bondage? Do you desire to be forgiven and cleansed of all your sin? Will today be the day your shame and all Satan's bondages in your life are vanquished? You are in the valley of decision. The choice stands before you. Move now while you still have time. Follow this instruction right now. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. 
God said Psalms 42, verse 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. God said Romans 8, 15 through 18, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit also beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and of children then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Man said, If I can't feel it, then I can't see it. I don't believe it. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 963 that will once again certify the full inerrancy of the Word of God. All of these life-changing features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as a Holy Ghost platform from which to fish for the lost souls of the sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Take advantage of four highly beneficial God Said, Man Said features. One, you have questions? God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Number two, use the telefriend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Three, imagine you can download nearly 354 hours of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. And number four, sign up for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast, and fresh bread will be delivered to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. Thank you for coming. May God's face and His glory shine upon you and your house. God said, man said, received an email from a child of God whose Christian identity is under attack by one of the devil's great delusions. Nearly all believers, as far as I can tell, has been or will be challenged on this ground. But be of good cheer. Jesus Christ in you has overcome and will always overcome the world. Brother Peter writes, Hello to God said, man said, my name is Peter. And I've had so many questions over the past couple of months that I would like to ask you. I am hoping to get answers for these questions that plague me. I am a non-denominational Christian who has been attending church services since I was born. My father is a pastor at our church. I've always grown up in a godly house and environment, but for the past couple of years, I feel like I'm not saved. I've asked Jesus into my heart countless times and have recognized him as my Lord and Savior. I pray constantly and try to truly follow God's word and live a godly life. However, at times, I have doubts about whether I have truly been saved. My father talks about when he first got saved, he felt his life turn around instantly. My problem is that I haven't really felt that in my life yet, and it bothers me a lot. Thank you, Peter. Brother Peter, thank you for your email. It is not possible for God said, man said, to respond to all emails, but yours is of serious importance to the kingdom of God. 
first know that Satan is the master of deceit and delusion, he will come to you in first person, planting thoughts between your ears, even ruminating around as if those thoughts were your own, though they are not. These thoughts are his. Do not take ownership. Boot them out and replace them with God's thoughts, God's word. 1 John chapter 3, verse 9 says, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. The Christ seed in you, Peter, cannot sin. If you have repented of your sins and you are striving after Christ, you are a sinless son of God. The evil thoughts that parade through your mind are not yours. Boot them out. Confess with me now. You ready? I am a sinless child of God. You certainly are, for you have said so. If you err along the way, for we all will, repent, reject, and continue on as a sinless son of God. 1 Thessalonians 4.4, 4, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. We must possess our vessels, for if we do not, the devil will. I know it sounds simple because it is. It is childlike simple because lest we become like little children, we cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Don't be robbed from the simplicity of Jesus Christ. Peter, we will answer your issue in three simple points. Number one, chapter Luke, verses 41 through 43. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. When they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most, and he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. Believers brought up in the faith often suffer under the misconception that those who were saved from a deep sinful past love God more than they do. It is true that he who is forgiven for much loves much, but who has been the greater benefactor of God's goodness? I had won one fellow to Christ who had mentioned that he hadn't robbed a bank, wasn't a jailbird, and didn't take dope, as though his salvation wasn't that expensive. I told him he was the worst sinner that I had ever won to Christ. His bondage was the self-righteous, lukewarm attitude that God spews out of his mouth. He was forgiven and delivered from the most. I need to understand how exceedingly much God has invested in me. Peter, from your mother's womb, God has invested his resources in you. Your angel has always beheld the face of the Father. You were redeemed at a very young age, and your steps have been ordered by God. You have been tutored by the Holy Ghost himself. You have been chastened. You have been encouraged and you have been kept from many hurtful lusts. You have been forgiven and cleansed from a myriad of sins along the way. God has a lot invested in you. Most of God's greatest champions in the Bible did not sport a sordid past. Saints like Noah, Joseph, Joshua, Samuel, Daniel, Elijah, Elisha, John the Baptist, Peter, James and John, Jesus Christ himself, and women like Sarah, Elizabeth, and Mary, they surely love much. The shock and awe your father describes upon his salvation is true. He sat in darkness and saw a great light. 
The contrast was glaring. But you, on the other hand, have been exposed to the light from the womb, saved as a child before the gross ravages of sin could contaminate you. Your shock and awe are of a different sort, and your revelation runs deep, so much deeper than you know. In the marketing industry, there is a term called accumulated weight. In advertising, accumulated weight means that when I run an advertisement, I have all the weight of the ads preceding it, supporting it. Take Coca-Cola, for example. Coca-Cola has uh, impregnated your mind over your lifetime with tens of thousands of advertising exposures. Their advertisements have taken the form of elaborate TV, radio, and Internet productions, they are emblazoned on the grocery store inserts in your newspaper and your mailbox, on the gas station's pop machines and pizza joints and restaurants and so on. In marketing, Coca-Cola has a heavy logo that has been built over time and at quite an expense. Stop 10 random people in America and ask them to name two American soft drink companies and Coca-Cola will show up every time. Go to China or anywhere else in the world and you will likely get the same response. That is a heavy logo. Peter, your Jesus is a heavy logo. Press on. Number two, I feel like I'm not saved. When I was first saved, I would attend men's Saturday night prayer meetings. We would gather and just pray. As the meeting went on, men would begin rejoicing, shouting, and glorifying God with great fervor, but I just couldn't find it. I would stand apart and cry out to God. Was it because I was such a great sinner in my past that God couldn't bless me with feel good? This went on for several weeks. At the end of a meeting, the older saints were conversing. Again, I asked God for understanding. He had me flip open my Bible. The verse I fell upon was Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. The proverbial light bulb lit up. I was trusting in my senses and not in God. God told me he would teach me to shout and rejoice seven days a week, not just at the men's Saturday night prayer meeting. He gave me word power. Get rid of your feel-good button. But your saints do not know what that is. Feelings will appear when you stop looking for them, and when you have them, they will be of the deeper sort. Salvation is not a feeling that is fleeting. It is a promise. It is the written covenant of truth. We know that we are saved because the Spirit of God beareth witness with our spirits. He is not a feeling of the carnal type. Romans chapter eight fourteen through 16, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. At the same Saturday night prayer meeting, the pastor would set a chair in the middle of the room. Those in need of prayer would take their turn in the chair, and we would pray for one another. One brother came forward and told us that he had lost the feeling. For several weeks, he began to think he was not even saved. As we prayed, one of the leaders had a word from God for this brother. And that word was basically, salvation is by faith and not feeling. And that he had grown more in the last two weeks than in his entire Christian walk. You see, 
he was pressing in to find God. God had disconnected his feel-good button. It was time to travel by faith. Note that Satan challenged Jesus Christ's sonship. The devil said in Matthew chapter 4, If thou be the Son of God, you should not be surprised, brother Peter, that Satan would challenge your sonship. Jesus responded with the word of God, You do likewise. Press in. Number three, quit asking, am I, and start confessing, I am. Quit asking stupid questions. Certainly, you are a son of God, Romans ten eight through 10. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preached, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You have done all these things. You are a son of God. John chapter 1, 11 and 12, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You are a son of God. Because you have repented of your sin and you are striving after Christ, you are a sinless son of God. Say it out loud. I am a sinless child of God. Brother Peter, this is your chapter, Psalms 42, verse 1 through 11. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holiday. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, and of the Hermonites from the hill Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy waterspouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I a mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with the sword in my bones, mine enemies reproach me while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Press in, brother Peter. You are standing on the threshold of the power and the glory of Holy Ghost certification and of a powerful ministry of reconciliation. You are maturing in the faith revelation that swallows the feel-good button and death and the entire universe in one single gulp. Luke sixteen sixteen. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth into it. The door is wide open. Press past the immaturity of feelings, and you will know the mature certainty of faith. Brother Peter, 
press in. Deep calleth unto deep. It's not feel good. It's not positive thinking. It's not willpower. It's word power. The following is a God said, man said, power speaking page. Read aloud with me. Everybody now, read aloud with me. I have repented of my sins and surrendered my life to my Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. I am born again. John 3, 3. 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23. 1 John 1, verse 7. I am a new creature. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I am baptized with the Holy Ghost. Acts 2, 38 and 39. I can speak with new tongues. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. The angel of the Lord encamps about me to protect me. Psalms 34, verse 7. I can cast out devils. Mark 16, 17. I am a king and a priest in Christ Jesus. Revelation 1, 6. I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Mark 16, 18. All things work together for my good. Romans 8, 28. I can bind and loose on earth, and it shall be bound and loosed in heaven. Matthew 16, 19. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. Romans 8, verse 37. By the stripes of Jesus I am healed. 1 Peter 2, 24. I have power with God. John chapter 14, 13 through 14. I love everybody. Matthew 5, 44. Today is the best day of my life, and tomorrow will be better. Romans 8, 28, and Proverbs 4, 18. Everything I put my hand to shall prosper. Psalms chapter 1, verse 3. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalms 118, verse 24. Hallelujah. Press in, saints. Press in. God said, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. God said, Psalms 42, 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. God said, Romans eight fifteen through 18, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Man said, If I can't feel it and I can't see it, I don't believe it. Now you have the record.